0: A few weeks ago, I was able to sit down and have a conversation with Todd McMullen. Todd has been on crew with Friday Night Lights since the very beginning, even the pilot episode when he started as a camera operator, but since has been the director of photography for nearly four full seasons. Todd has some great insight and some great perspectives on how things have happened over the course of the series, and I'm sure that you'll look forward to hearing what he has to share in this interview. And with me today for an interview is uh todd McMullen who is the director of photography for friday night lights and he's been with friday night lights for uh, for a number of years but also been working in in film and television and other areas of the industry as well welcome todd thank you very much um first of all you are a director of photography but when you first got into filmmaking was that your first your first role that you jumped into or is it much much smaller than that
1: No, I actually uh, took the approach of kind of starting, um, I don't want to say the bottom, but uh, I got involved in the camera department um, as an assistant, a camera assistant, and kind of wanted to work my way up so that I kind of understood, you know, what everybody on set did because I think at that time, even though I had aspirations to do something uh, like a director or even a director of photography, I knew – I had seen people who kind of worked their way up, or actually just started in that position, and really didn't get it, and also had some really bad attitudes. So I figured I didn't really want to to go that route. I, I wanted to understand things and learn how how it was done, and learn everybody's job, so I kind of understood it. So I took the uh, I don't want to say the longer route, but um, it certainly prepared me for where I you know where I'm at now.
0: Built built a better foundation for you.
1: Yeah, you know, and then I I actually got very lucky uh, when I did first move to Los Angeles. I got to work on some pretty big shows as an assistant and started making some money and, uh, you know, being part of the the union and uh, just the feature world. Uh, You know, it was exciting. I got to travel a lot. I got to work with some great filmmakers, uh, tell some good stories, and really have a lot of fun with it. So, uh, you know, it was was a, a pretty good place to be.
0: Now, when people hear the title director of photography, um, what I don't know if everybody always exactly knows what that is. Is there a way to, in succinctly, I guess, explain what the role of a DP actually is?
1: That's a good question because I think it's basically probably changed over the years. You know, as uh, as everybody can go out and buy their own little cameras and shoot stuff, I I think the role completely changes. Hmm. But I think you know overall, I think it's it's basically um you know a person who's kind of in charge of the look maybe the composition the angles and um maybe the overall lighting which which could be the look and style of the show whether that be tv commercials or um or features uh-huh. and it certainly is a position of somebody who gathers and works With, you know, the grip department, the electric department, the camera department, uh, maybe some of the production department. So you're kind of working with all those those departments more hand in hand and, um, you know, making sure that that all the requirements and styles are met to get the look that, you know, everybody wants, that the director wants, the producers want and everybody wants.
0: Yeah, that was a question that I've always been curious about, especially with Friday Night Lights. Is is who has the most creative control? Because is it is it you know Peter Berg and Jason Kadams who kind of cast the vision on the front end as producers, or now is it the director for each episode? Is it the DP for each show, or then does it even go back to the to the um, editors to be able to kind of craft things, or is it basically a big collaborative effort there?
1: Yeah, with fighting our lights, it's such an anomaly for a TV series that it is actually you know, about everybody involved, even, you know, sometimes the craft service person. (laughs) So, uh, you know, it really gets everybody involved, and that's the wonderful thing about the show because, um, you know, everybody's getting their creative uh, input in, uh, especially camera operators, the focus pullers, um, you know, lighting department, grip department, everybody's, you know, nobody is, is, you know told not to say anything I mean everybody has a creative input and um, they're welcome to give it and that's the great thing about it because we get you know we get wonderful scripts and um, you know we uh, sometimes have to make sense of certain things that that the script's not portraying for the episode Um, you know in particular if it's written like well they're walking into a dungy you know school or something and then the only school location we have was just painted You know, so it looks fresh and doesn't look down. We have to kind of adapt those type of ways, and the actors do that, and we do that. And, you know, we make it work. Right. But it's great because we shoot such, you know, interesting stuff, and and everybody does their thing with it. Then we just send it off, and then the editors do their thing with it and make their story as well. So it all comes together in this wonderful, organic way.
0: How long have you been working as a director of photography with Friday Night Lights? With Planet Lights,
1: I came on, um, I started uh, as a camera operator on the pilot, and then uh, on season two, I think it was after a couple episodes, I moved up. Uh, I think it was after maybe three episodes, I can't remember. But the wonderful director of photography, David Boyd, um, did the the pilot, did the first season, and uh, was committed to doing a few episodes on the second season. And after that, I uh, basically, you know, told them I can do it, and uh, told the producers I could do it, and they believed in me and let me, and it just went
0: from there. So you've been a part of the production from the from the pilot, even though. Even at, not as yeah. VP, but you were, okay. So Yeah, since the pilot. It, so is it, is it J, I mean, not Jason Cadens, but is it um, Peter Berg's brainchild, I guess, the style and the method that uh, Friday Night Lights has that's very unique in the way that they shoot without marks, without rehearsal?
1: Yeah, I believe it was. I mean, I think, you know, I don't know exactly how it all went down, but I, I suspect Pete and uh, David Boyd mm-hmm. uh, got together and kind of said, hey, how are we going to do this? And they all probably said, well, let's get three cameras and let's uh, surround our actors and let's just do it, you know, because I know when we first got in there to do some of the first scenes, with, especially with three cameras, which we used all the time, you know, there was one scene in particular which was at the beginning where we were in a very small office and we were trying to get three cameras in there and the actors walked in and were like, where do I go? I mean, they couldn't move. <laughs> and so, you know, and then all the camera operators would see somebody else and we have to go really tight to avoid seeing the other operators. And I think at one point we just all stopped and just started laughing and thought, this is just fantastic, you know. And so, you know, each each episode and, and each scene and – even up till the end we're still in a way trying to figure it out, but we've gotten it down, you know, pretty good.
0: So are most of the camera operators, I'm assuming that they've kinda of gotten used to the flow and the way it goes, plus the actors as well, of being able to kind of go with the way it, it works and create their own, I guess, system with it.
1: Yeah, we kinda of got it down and, and, and you know, for, for a while there and maybe still to a certain extent, I believe my job was more in in uh, you know geometry and figuring out angles more than it was in anything else, because I was always trying to think of where do I put three cameras you know to cover the scene. And there were certain locations that would be good for it, and certain locations would be very tough, like if you're shooting in a small bathroom, you know you you've got to figure out where those cameras can go to you know avoid seeing other cameras and to get what you need to get. So it was never, more about geometry at a certain point, and then you know figuring out how to light it.
0: I never thought of that, but thinking back to some of the scenes when uh, I guess it was when uh, when Julie was brushing her, she always seemed to be brushing her teeth all the time in the bathroom, and I think that uh, Lila was there, and of course, you know they're watching each other in the bathroom mirror but I never did notice any cameras behind them. But you would think that with you know, that tight of quarters that there would have been at least some angle where you saw somebody else. So I've never thought about that, having to dodge the camera operator with the other two cameras completely and continually.
1: Yeah, and mirrors pose a very wacky situation because of the reflections. But also you get some cool stuff in that as well. So, you know, those, those particular cases, like if, if um, Amy would be brushing her teeth, I'd try to sneak two. As a matter of fact, we did. We'd have, believe it or not, four people standing in the bathtub, two operators and two assistants. One would be wider, one would be tighter. Then we'd sneak the third camera back outside the bathroom, you know, kind of catching a reflection or a, or a side angle where uh-huh. they wouldn't see the other one. So, you know, really unique, cool angles that just gave it that spontaneity and that freedom. And, you know, lighting, stuff like that is never going to be the perfect situation. But that's what made the show so wonderful.
0: Well, I think that's what so many people like about the show is that the realism of it and you know you don't use sets each each place is a building it's a the alma freeze is an actual you know little dairy place somewhere on the the streets You know, raised barbecue is a real restaurant out in the uh you know on the side of the road so these are real places but at the same time the angles and the the realism of of how it goes down plus no rehearsals I think that you know they allow the actors themselves to ad-lib and be creative on their own so I think that along with the lighting and the camera angles and even some like you said the wide and the close-ups and the juxtaposition that happens so often there the shaky cameras i think that provides a realism that some people may not like at first but i think that that it 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 endears a lot of people to the characters
1: yeah absolutely and i think we learned early on as a matter of fact as a matter of fact i think uh, pete at one point i think you know i'd asked him if there was anything to change from the beginning what would it have been or how you're doing it differently. And I think he had mentioned something about maybe not zooming as much, you know, because I think at the beginning, especially in the pilot, some of that we did a little more zooming of the lenses. Mm-hmm. And I know he was a little more shaky earlier on, but, you know, I think a lot of that also was we were all figuring it out. And, um, you know, a lot of times we'd have to move. Uh, a camera operator would have to move to get the shot. And, of course, if he's zooming in or on a long lens doing that, it became more shaky. So I think some of that got included in the cut, and um, you know, and there were people you know rightfully so that probably didn't you know couldn't concentrate so much on the story because they're just trying to keep their concentration on the frame. you know yeah. and uh I remember it was a really funny story we um we had a cast and crew screening, and I think I don't know if it was season two or three I can't even remember, but we had it at an IMAX theater at the uh University of Texas, and we were all sitting in there just you know ready to watch this and it was going to be great and the image came up almost on you know uh almost on the uh the uh, full of the, the IMAX screen you know huge screen and it was it was like i looked around and people were like trying not to look so much cuz it was so there was so much movement it was yeah. so shaky i think we all came out of there and were like oh interesting
0: motion sickness
1: <laughs> yeah so I think a lot of it definitely,
0: well, maybe we ought to
1: calm our camera moves down a little bit. So, but, you
0: know, it just depended. Would you say that you have your own personal style then of, of how you like to shoot things? Has it been influenced by FNL some, or when you do your other? I know you're working on other projects, and have. Do you have a personal style of your own?
1: Well, you know, anything needs to fit for what it is, uh, for sure. Uh, you know, and there's some there's some stories that don't need that kind of movement uh, and that kind of uh, I don't know what it is immediacy immediacy. Uh, but you know, I love the style. I think I think that what I learned and you know was grateful for for those years is um, how much how how um, what's the word uh, I don't want to say judicious, but I mean we were able to shoot episodes very quickly and get great product, you know, there was not a lot of time of uh, overthinking things, detailing things to death, um, you know, making it perfect, making it predictable, all that stuff. So that style of lights is wonderful. It's my favorite style. If I could, you know, use it on most things, it's wonderful. Because you can go shoot, you know, seven, well, hell, even 12 pages a day in 10 hours and go home. You know, there's, you're not there for 18 hours figuring it out and you know it's not, there's not a lot of waste with this style as far as I'm concerned
0: are you seeing other television shows mimicking this or starting to adopt some of those same practices
1: well i think i think so in a certain respect yeah people are trying to do it a little bit this way i know i've gotten calls over the years you know we'd like to do that style and and, you know, my response has always been, well, it's it's fantastic, but it takes everybody, you know, from the top to the bottom to do it. And you really, it's not a, something you can, you know, kind of try to do a hybrid with and say, well, we're going to do a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but we're not going to go the full way. Right. Because I don't think you can because it's just really tough, you
0: know. It's all or nothing. I, yeah. Well, my wife and I, we also watch Parenthood, which Jason Kadams is the showrunner for it as well. And it seems like he's, you know, mimicked some of that same style, not quite as gritty, but at the same time, I've even heard some of the, the actors and actresses say that, you know, they don't have to, you know, get on their mark and say the exact thing, that they, they're they offered some some freedom and some, you know, liberties there i guess and it seems even like i don't know who the direct photography or the directors are with that show specifically but it seems like even the the camera angles and movements seem to be similar i don't know if they incorporate the three camera process like you guys have on friday night lights or not but it does seem to have some of the same characteristics
1: yeah i don't know if they're using three cameras or not i'm certain they're using two um and i have seen the show and they are trying to do some of that and i think it works very well um so, you know, I think it's a wonderful style. I know Jason loves it. You know, he, he loves it a lot. And I think, you know, he's one of, one of the, I think the rare writers who, you know, comes up with stuff and realizes or maybe already knows that it takes that character to kind of say some of those words and so to let them kind of say some of those and, you know, make it their own, as we used to call it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a lot of actors, you know, you can write something, but if, if you want that character to be that character – I think, you know, they let them do that and let it bring however they present that idea that the writers are trying to get across to the screen. I mean, it just makes it so much more real.
0: How fun were the the football scenes? Of course, it seems the beginning of the the series, there was more football, especially in the first two, maybe three seasons, as it has been the last two. But how how do you go into the football scenes and the games, filming those versus the rest of the, the show?
1: Well, that's a good question, because those are always a little bit different. I mean, there was so much stuff to cover in some of those games. And, you know, we'd shoot so much and so little would be used. <laughs> uh, you know, so it, it just depended on what the story of the game was. But it was interesting to see people that had never directed football come in to direct those scenes. We We always had a second unit. So the second unit would, you know, get all the plays. Um, and get all the football uh, detail that they needed to get. But, you know, the first unit would shoot with the actors and, and tie all that stuff in. But it was always fun when, you know, a first-time director of the show would come on and we'd, you know, get them on a football field and we'd have six, because we'd always get extra cameras out there, six or seven cameras. Uh-huh. And they're like, well, how do you do this? And I I literally saw some of the guys' heads turn 360 degrees, <laughs> you know. So it was not easy. Um, but after a while, we kind of got a formula down for it, uh, for whatever the story called for. And I mean, it was fun it, you know, early on, it was great because all the actors, you know, the, the newer actors, the, uh, at that time, you know, like Riggins and those guys loved to suit up and go out there and they had a great time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, that was, that was the, I think that was the most, um, I don't want to say the most difficult, but it certainly was a little more the, the most time consuming of the stuff we were doing.
0: Do you have a favorite location or favorite uh scene location, I guess, from from the whole five seasons that you enjoy shooting in the most?
1: Well, that's a good question. I have some of my least favorites. That was my next um, question. <laughs> <laughs> we we can we can start with those then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they're they all very interesting. Um the the least favorite I think, you know, was for us Ray's barbecue. Uh, technically, just because it was a very tough location to shoot in, it was very low ceiling. Inside was very dark. The windows had mesh steel on them. You know, kind of sometimes hard to get the light in there. Uh, but that being said, you know, we got some pretty interesting angles in there. Um, so it it had a really good look, but technically, it was just a little bit tougher to shoot in. Uh-huh. Um, same with um, Vince's place, his apartment, and. I remember when we first saw this, it was on a second floor in the corner, and I thought, oh, boy, how do we move around? How do we move the way we move on Friday Night Lights in this corner, you know, upstairs, a small, single efficiency. It wasn't even two two rooms other than the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kept hearing, well, it's only going to be used for one scene, you know, an exterior or something like that. And, of course, it wasn't. It ended up being a, a main location. right. And, you know, we got it down and uh, there were some great scenes in there, you know, wonderful scenes, uh, good angles. And then I think at the end, they even uh, rented out the next door space and cut a hole through so it looked like there was another bedroom in there. Um, so, you know, it worked. It worked very well. But when you first see them, you're, you know, you think about speed and efficiency and, you know, how we do the show. And, it, you know, I even admit I got caught up in some of that you know, overthinking it. But, uh, you know, I think it was part of my job to at least say something. So everybody was <laughs> a little bit aware of it.
0: Now um, when you would go to restaurants like Applebee's and, and places like that, are, do you consider those easy or are those difficult too?
1: It depends. Um, those can be easy if there's a lot of windows and, you know, like a daytime scene or even a night scene. And there's a lot of practical lights in there and, you know, it's an interesting look, a lot of things to shoot through. Um, I like Applebee's. It was always kind of fun. You could do do some fun stuff with that. Um, but uh, you know, the Taylor House, we completely got down because we were there a lot. Right. Uh, you know that that ended up being a nice place to shoot, um, and it was a real house, you know, and the real real location, and so that that was a really nice place to shoot. And um, I know Buddy's Buddy's apartment be kind of was kind of tough for a while there too just because it was an apartment and there's not much you can do in there visually, but, you know, we got it down and, and it was kind of exciting. That was the neat thing about the show is we'd go to some new locations and we'd figure out how to do it and we'd do it. And it was always, uh, you know, a bit of a success and, and, you know, achievement.
0: Is there any one or two things that you'll miss the most about your time with Friday Night Lights?
1: Oh, absolutely. The people, um, the style, You know, knowing you're going to work, but you're not going to go to work all night, you know. Right. I mean, I've been on series where you come in on Friday at 6 p.m., you know, because you've worked so many long hours during that week that by the time you get home on Saturday, you've got like half a day to recover, you know. So I definitely miss that. And just all the people, the freedom, uh, you know, the producers were fantastic, um, giving us all the freedom to do what made the stories good. Mm-hmm. You know, those things that are just rare. I mean, they really are rare, and, and uh, it's hard to find that in in any kind of production, I think, these days, especially where money is so concerned, you know? Right. And you're like, well, what? try it this way. You don't have to worry about as much money, but it's very hard for people to, to think that way.
0: When I've talked you know? with some of the other actors they've said that, that were, have been, came on even in the last, you know, season three or season four, um, they said that they were amazed by just how humble and how welcoming the rest of the cast and crew were to even new people. And so hearing you say that about the relationships that you've made and built over that time, you know, reinforces even what they've said before, just that it truly was a family working together with no egos and no, you know, ulterior motives that everybody wants to to put out a great product and a great, you know, piece of art there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean it, it was you, you couldn't help but get to know the people you were working with for twelve hour days, you know. And they were all willing to do whatever it took. They loved the style, you know, they loved the people they were with, they loved the town, you know. It just kind of was one of those things that just all kinda of came together. Um and um Were you, you know, familiar think, with
0: Austin awesome before you moved there?
1: Yeah, I had done i c I'd worked on a couple movies there before. Okay. And um you know, at that time, my wife and I were looking to leave Los Angeles. We'd been there for many years, and just, you know, I'd come from a small town, so I kind of knew what the small town feel was, and I was looking forward to getting back to that. So, you know, we uh, worked in Austin, and we picked it, and uh, I think about that time, maybe it was maybe less than a year later, the, you know, the pilot came came into town, and we jumped on that, and then it turned into, you know, this wonderful uh, this wonderful ride.
0: Now, not only have you been director of photography, but this season here, season five, earlier, you were actually able to be the director of a, of an episode as well, right?
1: Yeah, I got to direct the fourth episode, I guess, of the last season, and that was that was a real pleasure. I just, you know, I was, I don't even know how, how it came about. I guess I really wanted to do it. I felt I knew the show, and, you know, I was hesitant, of course, as well, because I had never directed anything like that before. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I just jumped into it and uh, went with the flow. Uh, and that was the great thing about the show, you know, um, getting back to another question about um, the look and everything. You know, we kind of got it down. So new directors that would come in, they kind of got the hint that, hey, just, just you know, work on the story. Don't work on the look. Don't work on the angles. These guys know this. They're going to figure it out. So in a way, it was very easy for directors to come into this show if they heeded that advice and didn't try to get too technical about, you know, everything. So, um, yeah, and I knew the show, and, um, you know, had a wonderful script that Bridget wrote, uh, Bridget Carpenter wrote, and, um, you know, there were some things in there we had to work out, obviously, like all the scripts, but uh, it was great because we got to reveal uh, Jeff, uh, Buddy Jr., which was a lot of fun. And uh, I I took a few, I, I tried to take a couple little, Stylistic things in there that I wanted to do, especially with the football bit. And, you know, I I think it came out pretty good. Um, And, you know, so it was fun. It was was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I think that was an episode that really revealed and and set the stage for uh, many, many other things to happen this season. You know, like you say, with Buddy Jr. coming back and Buddy, you know, wasn't that the episode where Buddy had to like chase him down and yank him off of the of the fence and 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 all right there and uh, that was an epic. Uh, she was, you know, being a troubled child, and Tammy was trying to, you know, redeem her, save her, and then it ended with. Uh, I, I like how you shot it. It ended with the scene where Luke and Vince had gone to TMU, and the very last scene wasn't it with the door shutting behind Vince as he went into the coach's offices.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, He was, he was kind of suckered along. Uh, Luke was suckered along there when they really wanted uh, wanted Vince. Um, But yeah, the uh, some of the the scenes in that were just wonderful. You know, especially with Vince and his father, who um, you know his father's amazing actor. Yes, and um, you know it's just it it was fun getting into some of those deep scenes and it was it, it was kind of, in a way, a little bit tough with the Buddy Jr. Uh, and, you know, he just came on the show, and he had to kind of come off as this California, you know, spoiled bratty kid, you know, with an attitude. And that's, you know, that's sometimes it's not easy for, for people to do right off the bat. So I think we, we nailed a few things in there and tried to give it some of that realism. And... Um, the scene you know with uh, what was the other one I was going to mention there um, yeah the epic the epic story had kind of gone a, a lot of certain ways and you know trying to figure out what really made sense with that and how how Connie was even dealing with that you know just trying to make sense of how everybody wanted it to go, there were some tough things in that as well. But I think all in all, it came out to be uh, it was a pretty good uh, episode.
0: One of the things that I'd not seen all series long that uh, I think that you – I'm assuming it was you that, that kind of called the shot on this, but it was when Buddy – brought buddy jr to the to the school and met tammy and the cameras followed his eyes and was you know was watching him or not watching him but showing him looking at her chest i guess and i was like that that they just showed that and then of course he makes the comment later on about her and um i thought that was you know a unique perspective but at the same time one that that stood out to me just that it was it was a bold move right there but the one that i think that you know created a lot of people talking about it too
1: yeah that was interesting because I think it was written in there like he was kind of glancing at her and i and I was thinking, okay well you gotta ha you know you gotta kind of show show that point of view and get him looking at it a couple of times and I think there's even a few people my wife included said I kind of missed that point in in a way you kind of do, but that's one of those things you, I don't know how obvious you wanna be about it
0: sure. sure
1: but um it was funny because then when they were eating, you know having the steaks. I just went over and whispered, to Jeff, I said, you know, mention that, re- recap that rack thing, you know, because at a certain point I was like, well, a kid probably would say that. Let's see what we can get away with. Let's, let's see if we throw that out there, if they'll use it back home, you know, in L.A. And they did. Right. And it kind of, you know, it kind of fits. And there was actually another scene where Journey was kind of getting heckled in the locker room, and, and I came up with a couple of things that were really stingy, you know, stingy comments to some of the other players. Right. And, but it worked, you know, I think she kind of would have had that fast. She liked it. I, you know, I presented it to her and she said, yeah, I like this. Let's try it. And so, you know, to come up with something that really bites that you would remember in the episode, you know, we were going for it, you know, so to speak.
0: Well, it worked. It definitely did. Now, yeah, those fun. when Luke and Vince went to TMU, where, where, I mean, we know that TMU is a fictitious school. Where actually were y'all? Is that Texas State?
1: Yeah, that was. That was, okay. uh, I guess south in san marcus you know half an hour at texas state okay
0: because I, I was curious because i could see the stadium but i'm not that familiar with texas state to recognize it there is that where you film uh, burleson scenes as well
1: we did some burleson exterior scenes there as well through the campus and uh you know that that school was just wonderful the way they let us come out there and use their facilities because it was close and it you know it, it, it had some nice uh it had some nice structures that really, you know, looked like a real school, which it was. So now, did, we didn't have to uh, art direct it too much.
0: Did you go on the trips like last season to um, to Boston and then when I guess it was Riggins and Street went to New York earlier in the series? Did you go on those trips as well to do the lo- own location shoots?
1: No, I stayed, in, uh, well, I stayed in Austin for the New York shoot and I sent uh, our one of our camera operators to do that. Uh, He knew that show. Then the next time when it came around, we went to Boston, Philadelphia. I went on that. Cool. So we kind of switched up. And those were fun because we got, you know, I tried to go in and making it a little bit of a different look, Uh, a little more long lens, not as, you know, not as shaky, uh, some real nice backlight, a little warmer. You know, it was a different place. So it was fun kind of making it look like a different place.
0: Well, I know there are going to be many, many – people upset that uh, the uh, the show ends, but at the same time, I think that it's, it's found a dear spot in a lot of people's hearts, and a lot of people are you know big fans of it, and I, I'm kind of blown away, honestly, that it's not a bigger success than it is already, because everybody that I've shown it to and allowed to borrow DVDs or what have you, um, almost every one of them have come away, you know, just, they zip through the DVD series one, and then season two and season three immediately. Um and so I think that it's a testament to like you said, the whole uh just a collaborative effort and from, from the people behind the camera, the people in front of the camera, and the people back in LA that are pushing buttons on the editing machines to put forth the product that you've all worked hard on.
1: Yeah, it is mind boggling because you know, I thought about that as well and then I have a theory that if it was more popular it probably wouldn't have lasted as long, you know. So I think that there's a certain certain thing to be said about it kind of being under the radar. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean, I, who knows how, how people, uh, you know, at NBC Universal feel about, it. I know they like the show, but, um, you know, it was, a, it was a very intelligent show and it was, uh, heartwarming and it kind of had a lot of the elements that people like in a drama. So I think they should be very proud of it. And I know they are as we all are, well, I, but yeah, it is mind boggling. Well, you know,
0: I, th- I think but, a misconception some people have is that it's about high school football and I don't like football, so I won't like the show and I've heard people tell me that, but most often if they've given it a chance from the front end and they can see that it's more about the people in the town versus actually what happens on a football field, then that's when they become attached to the show.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I think, I think that's, you know, very valuable, and, um, you know, it's interesting because I never even saw, uh, you know, promos for it even during football games, so I know I think they were aware of that, but yeah, I think it's just one of those uh, shows that'll, you know, be studied uh, over the years, and you know, hopefully, people get something good out of it.
0: Definitely. Do you have Do you have a favorite story from any of the, either onset or offset that uh, that you'd like to share?
1: Hmm, that's a good question.
0: Or, or a funniest moment.
1: Well, you know, I think the one I shared earlier about when we first started getting into this, figuring out how to shoot it, was one of the funniest because it was just one of those moments where we're rolling and everybody stopped and there was just an you know an inch of silence and then all of a sudden everybody just starts laughing and it was like you know, it was almost a laugh like this is insane, but we're gonna march on and we're gonna do it. And I think that was such an eye opening moment that, you know, nobody was yelling or about anything and it didn't work or this. It was just like this is, you know, kind of almost unprecedented. It was just really fun. But you know, overall, the stories is just going to work every day and working with people that had, you know, fantastic attitudes, uh, creative minds, and um, you know, just just would do it and just go for it. Right. You know.
0: Well, I look forward to hopefully seeing more uh, of your work, Todd, in the in the coming days and coming years. Uh, I know that Friday Night Lights, that that chapter is closed, but uh, I know that with the work that you've done and maybe now stepping into being a director on some things, I look forward to, to your work.
1: Well, thanks Blake. I appreciate it. And once again, thank you for, uh, you know, having this, uh, this podcast and, uh, keeping an eye on it and, uh, you know, your reviews and keeping it going. That's fantastic.
0: We've enjoyed it. Thank you so much. All right, brother. I'll talk to you later. All right.